The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about a machine from original Gundam, 0079, as well as some MSV variants uh, and a little bit from Zeta. And then at the end, we do talk a little bit about crossbone dust, but nothing is really spoilery. So please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG. I would like a Vernier, please. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. Well, we get plenty of those on this show. Uh, I'm Dylan. What are you going to use a Vernier for, Six? I would like uh, big ups. (laughs) I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting that answer. All right. Well, uh, do we want to? How do we want to roll this this well, fine day? Uh, hmm. Making a lot of assumptions about the quality of the day, but you know. Yeah. There's still a lot of data to be passed. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Do we want to do a normal episode or? I mean, here's the thing. Right? Is uh, this is this is for the listeners. I'm about to go on uh, vacation for a little while. And so while we will be recording two eps as usual, uh, we'll be splitting them over two weeks. So we have to be careful of, like, we can't do a regular ep and a spoiler ep. Um, right. Hmm. It's tricky. It's tricky. Well, I mean, since we're you know going to have a break also, you know, not really a break, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we do two listener reco- two listener requests? Um, how many of our listener requests? I'd have to look. Most of them are still are, within UC, aren't they? And like within it's, what we've covered, it's really split up. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I can just I can just re-roll if there's something unsafe. Let's do two. Y- yeah, let's do like two safe viewer requests. I think or yeah, listener requests. I think because mm-hmm. I mean, one that way people are you know. At least someone's getting what they want, and two, because we're splitting over two weeks, just feels like the nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for that. All right. Um, so bear with me; I might end up re-rolling uh, several Apo- times. Apologies There's... for those who have uh, put you know future suits on there, but special circumstances. We'll get to yeah, you. Yeah, and also, also this makes it more likely we'll roll you in the future. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Uh, okay. Well, the first one was safe. Okay. Uh, what was we're... the first one? The first one is a request by uh, Marin. It is the RX-77-2 gun cannon. Okay. Oh, we've not talked about gun cannons, have we? No, we talked about the gun tank. That's it. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you know, the, the Gundam, so. All right. Well, this rounds out uh, Project V, then. <laughs> so, okay, we can do that. Uh, plus, this gives us a lot of variants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well... We have the RX-77-2 gun cannon. Uh, this is a mobile suit developed by the Federation during you know, their whole Project V. Basically, though, one of the mainstays of White Base. Um, 
at the very beginning of the show. Uh, one of them, you know, the, they were produced in limited numbers. Uh, one of them was, I believe, destroyed, or like two of them uh, at the beginning. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one because it's like uh, it's not a mass production suit in the way like the gym is, but they did make a couple of these. Um, and you know they pop up uh, depending on whether they're mm-hmm. watching the show or the film. Uh, sometimes they replace Hayato's space gun tank with giving them another, or giving him a gun cannon. Cowards, because yeah. look, gun tank in space is always fun. Um, so the the gun cannon though, um, I mean it lives up to its name, right? Uh, looking at it real quick though, uh, to describe it, you've got a weird head frankly um because it's not really a gym like head right like it's it's a visor it's head a, but this is like a this looks a like a shars helmet like yeah it looks like a helmet it, it very much looks like you know like a weird helmet so the way it is designed you've got you know the encasing around the main head you've got sort of like this like forehead decoration that's like red like right above the visor um on the cheek areas, also of like the outer helmet part, you've got the slit vents. Uh, so it ha- kind of has kitty whiskers, if you think about it that way. Um, you've got a visory eye, which that's like the one thing that's kind of gym like. Uh, the lower head, you've got this sort of blocky, like you know, <clears throat> like the middle of the face is kind of popped out, and then you know you've got two like the other areas are swept back into the helmet. Um, it does have head Vulcans, and it also has head antenna. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a weird head, because again, it's got elements of the gym there, but also, like, kind of like how the Gundam's head is, it's got, like, that layered helmet look more so than the gym has. Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah. Um, solid head, though. it's, it's it's in an interesting position as a, as a, uh, mobile suit design. Where it is, like, it's supposed to be, like, a long-range artillery mobile suit, basically. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like, a bipedal gun tank, really, you yeah. know? It, it doesn't have any melee options. Um, and it's even, like, it's even its armaments are built for, like, some indirect fire. You should be, like, you know, firing beyond your line of sight. So it's in a really weird position, and I think... A lot of its design, including its head, speak to the fact that it's kind of a weird way to build a machine. Yeah. The Also, the head is a stark white, which is interesting because the rest of it is um, the rest of it is red. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to the body, uh, you've got... It, it, it's a pretty standard torso still. You've got the two vents. You've got the layer chest section. You know where the cockpit is because of where you know the design is. Um, because it does, uh, if I'm remembering right, this still has the core block system, right? Let me see. I'm trying to make sure I remember. I know the gun tank does for sure, but, uh... Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Um, which explains why the, you know, the chest would have to be that way, right? Because you have a, either a core fighter or a core block in there. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so you've got a similar chest. Though the interesting thing is, um, unlike most... Unlike you, your usual cannon suits, these cannons are not actually attached to, like, a backpack that, like, pop down around the head. These are in the torso, like, in the collar. 
um mm -hmm. and you've got these like you know these like cut out sections of the torso where it pops where it can like pop down at um which is a little different just because most things that are like cannon units like the zaku cannon etc they usually have the cannon attached to the backpack and it just pops down you know around the head whereas these mm -hmm. ones are just on the collar which just you know different choice um, what do you think the point of that design is uh mm -hmm. well firstly uh one big thing with this is this is you know an earlier design for gundam mm -hmm. um this is before that's like the norm because here's the thing we're gonna be talking about a couple of variants of this and a couple of the variants of the gun cannon actually uh do the normal thing you know of having uh having having them attached to the backpack like the uh i mean including the uh evolve re-render of this which yes. you know, we'll talk about in a minute yeah i think i think it's just this is the very early okawara design and it's just you know it bucks the normal trend um, of course, you get some funny renditions of this when you look at things like the SD, uh, series, because, uh, like, even when they SDify it, um, let me link you to it real quick, like the image I'm looking at, they, they don't know how to do the cannon as not, as not just, like, protruding from the back. Is the oh, because of just, like, size concerns. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, too. It's really, it's, it's interesting. Um. Yeah, um, it, I mean, the gun, the gun tank also does have, you know, the cannons, like, uh, like, mounted on the body in that way, but I think because it's the tank, you know, and not, like, a normal mobile suit, uh, it doesn't really, like, come across as too strange, plus the mm -hmm. gun tank already has weird shapes, whereas this is shaped like a normal mobile suit. It's, it's strange. I'm wondering if, I mean, you know. Looking at the design in general, there's this is before we really also have the idea of backpacks being a distinct thing on a mobile suit. Like, the Gundam yeah. obviously has a backpack, but if you look at the gun cannon, there are two, like, boosters that are on the back, but they're not really designed in the way that you design, like, backpacks for a mobile suit in the future. You know? Um, so I, I think it's just a it's some weirdness of being an earlier suit. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of other weirdness of an earlier suit, so this thing also has... Sh weird shoulders um it doesn't like it doesn't quite have shoulder armor so much as it, it, like the joint on the arm like it does have like layers of armor but it's not like a pauldron right like you've got like this round like three layer armor section that is just like a big round shoulder piece it's really weird because again most mobile suits, you get, like, a pauldron, basically. Or you get some kind of armor that is covering a joint. On this, mm -hmm. though... Well, also, this is early Gundam, so the idea of, like, the way that we do joints in the modern day isn't quite there yet. Because, you know, it's just mm -hmm. not... It's just not how they design robots. Um, uh, we talked about it before. Early Okawara designs, even through, like, Zeta, um, sometimes just don't have joints visible. Um... So yeah, like it's kind of you can see how the arm would like move up and down like it looks like it's collapsible. So this actually feels a bit more considered than some of the joints that you would have early on that, you know, just don't look like they should work. But well, it's still weird. I mean, and it makes a lot of sense with like one of the, the classic like kind of I still think goofy looking, but it makes sense uh gun tank pose, right? Uh the gun tank 
often when it is using those two big cannons, like lean it goes down on all fours, right? Yeah, or it the is gun cannon. Its... Is that you were saying gun tank? Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm I'm having a good brain day. That's um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like it sort of it drops down on its knees and then it uses its hands to sort of brace itself. And if they're like, first of all, if they're telescoping like that, that hel- that helps it control the angle, right? Mm-hmm. And then also just. Those, if it had big shoulder pauldrons with the kind of poses it would be making, you could see those getting in the way. Yeah, that is true. Um, speaking of things that get in the way, so another interesting thing in the art is, so uh, the upper arm is just you know an upper arm with armor. Uh, the the middle joint is also kind of this like interesting like sort of telescoping piece. But if you look at the lower arm armor, you do notice it has like an elbow pad. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny because you frequently see in, like, the poses when it's doing the all fours, they have to, like, extra flatten that to the degree of, like, it not looking correct. <laughs> um, because yeah, it's, like, uh, just because it gets in the way. I just think that's kind of amusing. But um, interesting arm design going on here. Um, and then, of course, n- you know, normal manipulators. Um, yeah, it going on all fours is always, like, one of the weirdest... Yet, most interesting things with the suit. I always love in, like, games or, like, other media when, you know, it has to do that. Like, or it doesn't have to, but, like, it does do that when firing. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it's just a way of bracing itself, though, is why it would have to do that. Which which brings up the concern, at that point, why not just have a gun tank? Because gun tank don't gotta brace itself. But... Well, but the gun tank is far less mobile. That's true. And, I mean, we're advancing into robot design, so you know um uh going off the numbers i would imagine this has to be post gun tank and depending on what you're watching or viewing you know that is definitely true or only maybe true (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah um moving on down the waist section you've got as 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 are a lot of first gundam waists it's more of a sort of like pair of shorts or you know weird underwear um Whereas later designs or, like, models and whatnot of this will split the skirt so that it, it you know, it can move the legs up and it's, like, normal. Uh, this one, though, it's just, it's got the shorts. Um, so it's just one big block. Uh, so having the Federation crotch of B, you just have a, you do have, like, the inset area. And then it just has a weird yellow circle there. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. different there. Uh, the legs, you've got very beefy legs. You've got this cool, like, you know, it having the line down the middle of the leg. Um, no real, like, knee joint. Uh, you've got big knee pads. Um, big lower legs. And the feet are gigantic, actually, in the original art. Um, big feet. Uh, fancy design, though, um, for first Gundam. Uh, just because it stands out because of the colors, I think, mostly, right? It mm-hmm. has, like, this... It has a weird color scheme for a mobile suit because the color blocking isn't what you expect. Um, because the head is white. You've got all... And then you've got all this red and yellow. I feel like the gun cannon actually, like, sticks out a lot because of that. Um, yeah, I think it looks really good. I don't think... Uh, I think often it, what I've seen in uh, in Gunpla, I'm, I don't know if I, I like it quite as much. Just, you know, I, you get used to, like, certain ideas of color blocking in Gunpla, and this does not no. necessarily adhere to them. <laughs> but I do think it, like, just 
honestly, of the original Gundam designs, it is one of the ones that I think just really holds up. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Um, also for armaments, so we've already mentioned that it has the cannons, it has the Vulcans, um, it does have a beam rifle, it has a weird beam rifle, uh, that is apparently used by sniping, uh, it, it is harder to use, but it has higher accuracy and longer range, um, and apparently it was originally unusable, I'm, I'm guessing that it has that section there where it talks about it being originally unusable, because... It, I don't think it starts the anime with it, um, so they probably put that in the instruction manual to explain why it only got the beam rifle later. Um, mm-hmm. It does have a weird-looking beam rifle, though. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of fancy. Um, it's always been funny to me, though, right? Because like the beam rifle on the Gundam is, has always been kind of a big deal thing for the Gundam to mm-hmm. have. But it's always funny to me because, yeah, the gun cannon does have one. It's not like the Gundam's the only one with one. But apparently, I guess because it, it's used for sniping, right? It's not used in the mm-hmm. heat of combat in the same way. So maybe it's not quite as feared in that way. Well, And also it's not as feared because of uh, this explanation here that it's, you know, harder to use. And, yeah. Uh, which explains why uh, Kai misses every shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, and it's it's an interesting rifle design though because it like it's still mm, it almost looks like the Gundam meme rifle like when you look at like the barrel and everything, but then you've got mm-hmm. like a weird sort of scope area like on top, but then on top of that you have like the Gundam scope is the thing. It's really odd. It's a it's a strange design. Yeah, it's just looks very like this looks like um oh, I forget what that one RPG is like Resonance of Fate or whatever uh where you where you uh customize your guns but because it has to have that system tied away from like the way guns look when you're in like the menu making a gun you just like slap scopes and stuff on there as a buff for your gun <laughs> so you can just have scopes on top of scopes on top of scopes that's what this reminds me of because it's like you you have like these like layers of attachments on top of the gun. We don't even know what they do. Um, it does have like a secondary grip for the hand, also uh, in front of mm-hmm. the grip. Though, unlike a lot of uh, gun handles in Gundam, like at this point, it also has a guard for the fist there, which is this. This gun kind of has everything going on with it in like a really odd way. Like, also, if you're gonna have a secondary handle, having it like. I mean, I know, you know, scale is a thing. This is not literally true, but, like, inches away from the other hand is really impractical. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with, like, how long the barrel is on this rifle. It's yeah. really odd. What a strange... Like, like I, I don't think about the rifle often, because, I mean, it does use it, but, you know, obviously you think of the gun cannon, you, you think of the cannons. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the more I look at this, the more I'm like, yeah, this is just a weird rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the beam rifle, um, and besides the shoulder cannons, one other optional one that you have, and I, um, I know, <sighs> I don't remember if these appear in the movie or not, and I always feel dumb about it. The, the spray missile launchers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where I've seen them in so many things, and I keep forgetting where they actually first show up. They're not in the anime, right? They're definitely not in the anime. Yeah, or in the movies. Um, I, mean, I don't know if they're in the movies. I never watched the movies. I'm not a traitor. I just... These these come up in everything all the time, right? Like, in games and such. And, like, obviously, mm. it's on the original art. But 
I mean, they do that all the time, right? Like, when they make MSV and whatnot, they work clearly off the original art, even in the modern times. So mm-hmm. that's not really a explanation. But yeah, you basically have these missile launchers, though, that are, like, they're not the gun cannon's size, but they're, like, missile launchers with, uh, you know, you've got 12 barrels, and they basically just are more of a close-range option or a mid-range option than mm-hmm. the cannons themselves. Um, their design's all right. Um, you know, it's, you, you got... They're just missile pods. You yeah, know. you got just cool missile pods instead of the cannons. Um, then, uh, sometimes inside material it is depicted as using your usual Federation 100mm machine gun. Uh, mm-hmm. one we've been talking about a lot lately because of the gyms. Um, and then, uh, the hand grenades, right, it does use these in this show, I know that. Uh, it does have inexplicable hand grenades. Um... What these look like vary depending on the game and whatnot that they're in. Uh, I think even the models generally don't come with them. Oh no, the Master Grade I think does actually because this illustration, the one illustration we have of the hand grenade is from the uh, Master Grade. Um, but yeah. the Aren't they just generally just like the, you know, like the black cylinder? Basically? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like sometimes they're just depicted as very plain and they're just like a cylinder that it throws... Sometimes they'll add, like, extra detail to make it look unique. But, yeah, mm. it has grenades. <laughs> um, they're stored on uh, a hatch on the lower part of the leg. Uh, you can see these actually on the sides of the leg. They they, they look... they're I, Describing that as a hatch is very kind, because look at how, like, small that little container is. Yeah. Um, but, yes, uh, just, like, little... It just looks like armor parts on the legs. But, yeah, uh, those can pop open, and it's got grenades. Um, and as mentioned, it does have a, the core block system, so it can have a core fighter inside of it, um, if necessary. Theoretically, you know, clearly you could just mix and match if you wanted to, if you didn't want it to have to brace you using its hands, just give it one of those extra gun tank legs you have lying about and have the core block connect into that at the bottom. Well, now you're being a sicko. Uh, normal, normal thing to do. Um. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the gun cannon. Uh, this is used by Kai, generally. Uh, of course, in the film, you do sometimes have it, uh, being used by Hayato, because they end up giving them a second gun cannon unit, um, in the film, and it basically replaces any time you see a gun tank in space, it is replaced with a gun cannon. Um, just one of the film things, which, honestly, I get, but at the same time, my brain goes, that's still cowardice, though. I mean, imagine if instead they'd given us an upgrade to the gun cannon. Oh, space gun cannon. Give it, like, weird, like... Just give it, like, verniers that go in every direction on, like, the wheels. And, uh, there you go. You've got, like, a weird space fighter. That'd be kind of fun, actually. Give it just... Okay, replace its arms. You ready? Alright. Hyper hammers. Oh, okay. Yeah. On one hand, that would be very funny. On the other hand, we're starting to get into, like, weird G-Gundam grunt territory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very unlike anything in, in 0079. You're right. I mean... My bad. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, there, There is a level of ridiculousness that the 0079 suits don't quite reach. I think Hyper Hammer arms are, are, are starting to, you know, go beyond the pale there. There are some... Fucking Xeon suits that basically have hyper hammer arms, though. 
okay, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, but what? Fair enough, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. So the gun cannon, being one of the earliest mobile suits, means, of course, we have a lot of variations. Um, so, to talk about, actually, what it is... One thing that it is developed from, actually, this is from MMSV, so this is much, much later. We do have a prototype of the gun cannon. We have the RX-77-1A, gun cannon A. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from MMSV, and it's so obvious because we've looked at a lot of MMSV, and we've seen like where Okawara's design tendencies lean. And even yeah. though this is him doing a one-year war suit, he has still done the thing where he has... The lots of triangles and the verniers everywhere. Um, I like this design though. Actually, too is the thing. I actually quite like how this looks. Um, it's funny to see just how blocky this thing is. Yeah, it's very boxy. So you've got basically the same head, but again, it's more boxy, and it does have vents going along the um the little middle mouth section. Um, but it still has the two antennas. You've got like the red section above the eyes. It's just more square. Like the visor is more square. Um, same when you go to the torso, right? Like, the setup mm-hmm. on the torso is pretty much the same, the vents and the cockpit, though you can actually see where the cockpit latches. Um, because again, this is... MMSV-era Okawara has a very particular style where it, it is still Okawara, and it is recognizably his art, but he does want to add, like, the mechanical detail that, like, you know, became, like, popular, like, among modelers and such like that. Um... So yeah, and, and MMSV is in circa 1990. So you've got these like really fancy versions of his designs. Because if you look at the torso, like above the vents, you have these like slits. And then even above those, you have more on the torso. On the sides, you have slits down the middle. You've got um, little thrusters <clears throat> like on the like sides of the torso as well. Um, and you've got like... So you go to the shoulders. This is where things get interesting. It has the original gun tank or uh, gun cannon style shoulders, now I'm doing it, but it has pauldrons on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very light pauldrons, I should say. They're, like, very small armor, so they still probably wouldn't get in the way, but they are interesting just to have those there. Um, the upper arms are the same. The lower arms have become very fancy. Instead of having the little, like, elbow guards, you've got, like, the normal armor, but then bolted onto it is, like, a little buckler-type shield on either side. Or, oh no, oh, actually, sorry, that buckler shield is only on the one arm. The other arm is actually a bit more plain. It's just got, like, a little elbow pad. Interesting. So it does have a shield, technically. A very hmm. small shield. But it does have one there. That's weird. Okay. Um, And then you've got, like, the waist is where you've got it, like, real fancy, right? Like, he's drawn it so it has, like, the lines now that you can see it as a skirt separating. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, the side skirts and such. The side skirts, I believe it's carrying... I don't know what is going on with those side skirts, actually, because it wouldn't be camo. I can't tell if those are the missile pods, because it can optionally have missile pods, but they don't look big enough. Oh, yeah, it does say optional armament mounted on both hips. Maybe... Maybe there's a missile in the middle and then a missile over either of those covers, like the way it pops open. I guess? Um... That would be very strange, but that's, like, all I can think of, because it does mention a triple missile pod for the hips, so. Mm-hmm. Um, the legs, this is where you really see that he's gone square. Like, the arms are still round in their shape, but the legs have become square. 
They've just become, mm-hmm. you know, very standard legs there. Though, though because this is 90s era Okawara, he's also added little thrusters on either side of the leg, like right, be- right before the knee. Um, to be fair, also, he's expanded those leg hatches so you could feasibly put grenades in them. Grenades in them, yeah. And <laughs> it has them on both sides. Uh, then you've got uh, the knee armor is separate still, but you've got the uh, big black pieces for the knee uh, that also have thrusters in them. Um, the legs... I, I One thing I really like on these legs, actually, um, I like that little yellow tick on the bottom of the calves, or mm-hmm. like the little like yellow piece, because... It's, like, only on one side of each leg, so it's, like, an interesting, like... It's not asymmetrical, because both legs have it, but because the but the leg itself is asymmetrical because of it, in a way that I think is just neat to have with, like, a detail like that. Just because, usually, when you have a detail like that, it's located more in the middle of the leg. Um, and then the feet, he has gone very fancy, and you can, like, see the pistons and everything, and there's, like, little thrusters. It's interesting, because this is apparently a... I mean, it's a prototype of the gun cannon, and it does actually have a prototype idea with it, right? Um, This is actually supposed to have armor patterns that do not compromise the mobility of it. Uh, And also to test, like, putting optional armaments on it, so I get it. It does serve the function of a prototype in that that way. But almost to me, it seems like a small upgrade to the one that exists, just because, you know, the updated art just makes it look better. (laughs) Well, I mean, the... The like the you know this is this is the seventy seven one. The gun cannon is the seventy seven two, and the explanation is so this was built to try and figure out some uh, some oh. armor placements that would me- that would you know you know better armor without compromising mobility. And at the end of the day, they were like, yeah, that failed. Yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> the thing, right? Like, it's probably that this was a bit slower and didn't provide enough protection for how much slower it was. So they were like, okay. We'll just go with the normal one. I they were like, that. "Why did we plate? Why did we put plates of metal on only on the very top of the shoulders? What did that do exactly?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think it's a cool looking design, though. I do like sure. it as like as sure. a robot to look at. It, it is good to look at. Um, but yeah. Um, now we can start getting into all the variations and developed into's though. So mm-hmm. for variants, uh, there is also. The RX-77-3 Gun Cannon Heavy Custom. Um, this is a weird one <laughs> to me. Uh, this is the yeah. one that I don't think about as often. I forget it exists a lot. Um, so, funny thing about the armor, though. We have re-added the shoulder pauldrons. Um, so, the head is just a recolor, right? It is the same head as the normal Gun Cannon, but we've gone blue and yellow in place of... Like, the, the outer armor is blue... The face is still white, the little forehead area is yellow, and then the visor is... Looks like it's more of an orange than a yellow to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's typically drawn a little bit different from the yellow. Um, then, uh, on the body, the body is mostly the same other than the colors, but the cockpit is a bit thicker, um, and the way the cannons are connected is a little different. Instead of being inset into the shoulder completely, they're on, like, there's, like, a track. So I think mm-hmm. it's so it could aim down, actually, as well. Like, aim below. Um, and also, uh, they're, like, that that style of track uh, looks like the uh, missile pods. Yeah, yeah. Um, though, interestingly enough, actually looking at it, too, if you look at the rear shot, these, these cannons are also connected into the backpack instead. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Okay. 
So I guess I couldn't really aim it down too much, actually, with those tracks there. I guess it, maybe it's just for stability, so it doesn't have to go on all fours. Um, in the, in like, you know, when it's under gravity. Because um, part of me also thinks that maybe it has to go on all fours, because if it wouldn't, it just will fall on its ass. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's not, like, braced properly. Um, but yeah, um, as mentioned, though, the shoulders, you get these little, it's a very similar kind of pauldron, and given that this was designed earlier, I am betting Aguara based the pauldrons he gave to his other design on the pauldrons he gave to this design. Um, the arms are mostly the same, though the armor on the lower arms is more square. Um, the waist is drawn more like less like the shorts style that you had um you know again he's got the actual slits there uh in such a way that it, well the side skirts look like they're there but I, I think it looks more separatable um like like it could pop up on the sides um so i guess it's still like shorts like in that the sides aren't separate skirt pieces but you know it, it doesn't look quite as blocky in the same way mm -hmm. um Though this also could just be, you know, the, the style change, because this is MSB, so this is a few years later. Um, and actually, looking at the rear shot, when it's in the pencils, it does look more blocky in that way. So actually, maybe it doesn't. We're still, maybe we are still in shorts territory. It just looks it just looks a little cleaner, though, because the normal ones... It, it looks less diapery than normal, mm. to me, at, le at least. Sure. At least in the yeah, color I, art. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Um, but yeah, and then there, though, it's mostly color changes. Though you do have... Uh, I'm trying to see what that would be on the sides. I'm just wondering if that's okay. Those are gr those are hand grenades. It has moved them to the side skirt. Okay, yeah, those are just grenades there. Uh, then the legs, upper legs, pretty similar. Uh, the lower legs you get quite a bit different. You've got knees that have like little vents or thrusters in them. You've got uh little scoops on the sides of the legs. Um, the feet actually have colors now uh but they're the same design it's just you know different color separation um mm -hmm. the gun cannon heavy custom though so it originally is an msv thing um it is it is a weird gun cannon um because it's basically yeah it's an improved gun cannon it has lower recoil when firing the cannons um the cannons also have a better rate of fire and better ammunition feed system um has slightly better armor as well, um, and it carries a heavier payroll, uh, pay, payroll, payload, uh, and then, uh, the backpack, you have, like, enhanced thrusters on it, so that, um, you know, to try to make up for the extra armor, I'm guessing, um, but, uh, yeah, the, the improvements seem nice, though, uh, th I guess they, as it says here, uh, on the wiki, of course, but I'm, I'm going to believe this because even though they don't have citations, because um, it just makes sense with what the machine is. A gun cannon, the gun cannon heavy custom, it wants to be capable of solo combat, right? It doesn't want to be in groups. So th sure. those kind of improvements make sense. Um, it could still be deployed with a group, but it could also be deployed on its own. Whereas the normal gun cannon, yeah, I can see that getting deployed on its own and then getting wrecked. This is the problem. Um... So, here's the interesting thing. This is one of those MSV that also pops up in Zeta Gundam. The Zeta Gundam version has a different color scheme. Um, mm -hmm. It is just all blue, basically, other than the vents, which are red. 
which is a weird color scheme. Uh, it kind of hurts the eyes to look at for me. At yeah, least. it doesn't. It doesn't look good. Um, and we see one of these briefly beat up a Nemo in the TV series, though. Um, which is funny. Uh, the place in Zeta Gundam where all of these appear at uh, Jaburo. Because sure, yeah. Uh, it's it's neat though. Um. You know, also, uh, when it, in the, in that setting, it is given the Jim 2's beam rifle, uh, instead of the gun cannon beam rifle. Um, but, yeah. And then, uh, you technically have a variant of this, uh, that pops up in MSVR, which is the ARC-77 3D gun cannon heavy type D. Oh, this one's, this one's real, it's 3D. Uh, this one has gone weird again, because here's the thing. It's based on that one, but if you look at the rear shot of this, the cannons have been removed to the torso again, and they don't have the braces again. Blessed. I, 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 this is a strange design path. Also, this is from uh, MSVR, so this is like a very recent one relative to the others, because MSVR started in 2009. Oh, um, wow. The art is odd looking, though. It looks so thin. It, um, it, the proportions on it are very confusing. So, okay, this is a gun cannon where, <clears throat> once again, you almost have the gun cannon head, but this has a scuba diving mask on the face, um, is what it looks like to me. It's got, like, a weird, you know, it's got, like, a weird little mask uh, that mm -hmm. it's wearing on it. Um, then you've got, as mentioned, the cannons have reverted... It, it basically, the torso is just the original gun cannon torso again, complete with the cockpit being, you know, more inset again, which is really strange because it is apparently based on the, you know, heavy custom, but then it reverses all the heavy custom changes there, uh, including with the cannons. The shoulders are fully armored now. They have just full on pauldrons again. Mm -hmm. Um, The arms, I'm trying to see if, yeah, no, they don't have the uh, elbow pads anymore. Opting instead for it just has like the uh, Gundam ground type slash gym ground type style, like you know, ground shield on the one arm. Mm -hmm. um, then you've got the skirt area is you know it's a recolor of the normal one. Uh, this one is the heavy D's because it does have the grenades on the side there. Um, and then you've got. The legs are pretty much the same. Where it does get a little different is on the legs. You've got... The the legs look more like the original gun cannon's legs, though they're more square. And then it's got thrusters on the on both the back and the sides of the legs, like vernier sticking out. Um, then you've got the normal gun cannon feet. And also, it's painted in yellow and black by default, and like a bit of white. This mm -hmm. is a weird-looking color scheme on it, though, because it's not like it's like... Like, this color scheme can work, I just don't think it works for me on this machine. But I don't really understand this machine at all. No. Um, so... I, I guess it's still... They do... Oh, and also, the backpack, weirdly enough, it does have the Gun Cannon Heavy Customs backpack, but again, without the cannon mounts, so it's just the backpack with all the extra thrusters on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I it does guess... have a nice bazooka. Yeah, it, oh yeah, and also, um, it does carry around... This is actually, I think this is a new... Yeah, this is a new bazooka for it. It's actually a unique bazooka. 
um, that he gets a 360 or 380 millimeter uh, rocket bazooka. Um, um, okay, hold on. This is an optional MSU bazooka developed for the J GM series. That doesn't look like the normal gym bazooka, though. <laughs> that doesn't look at all like that. Because, like, hold on, give me one sec, because I need to compare. Um, okay. Because I'm pretty sure, I was pretty sure that that bazooka was new for it. Maybe it just looks weird because it looks like it's drawn kind of small, is the thing. It does, it does seem, yeah, I mean, there's a lot about the proportions of this art that are confusing. Yeah, um, real quick while I'm looking this up, though, uh, Six, what confuses you about this machine? Um, just to list off the complaints, because I, I have complaints too, so I'm sure I agree, but. I mean, you know, first of all, the proportions. Uh, second, I mean, like, the fact that, you know, the, the, the cannons were moved back to the shoulders. Uh, the fact that it now has a shield, and apparently, according to its things, it's got increased mobility, which, you know, it says, like, okay, now it's basically, like, capable of close combat. It still doesn't have a melee weapon. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have a melee weapon. It feels like the easiest thing to add. Okay, I did look at, like, g several gems that have been released. This bazooka does not pop up on gyms. Because <laughs> the gyms use the hyper bazooka, typically. Yeah. Like, or, like, a variation of the hyper bazooka. Um, and this is, like, a top-loading, like... I mean, uh, I like this thing. Yeah, but... no, it's cool. It's just a very different bazooka design. Um, now, you want to see something interesting, right? So, this actually... If you look at the rear, um... It's funny, because Okawara does draw in, like, the slits for, like, the skirts theoretically moving even though they still don't look like they should but if you look at the version from the video game because they need to animate this actually moving they just separate the skirts very obviously there um the slave wraith version from hmm. um yeah yeah it's just funny seeing the difference in design there because it's not like that that game is from like you know what like 2011 or something like that um let me see when did missing link come out uh oh no 2014 but, you know, it came out close to this design, but they still altered it pretty heavily for the game. Uh, same mm. with the arms. If you look at the joints, they actually gave it, like, arm joints that can move up and down rather than, like, you know, it has little cuts in the armor rather than the normal one, which is just, like, I've got tubes. I've got tube elbows. I don't know yeah, how this work. <laughs> the Slave Wraith design works a lot better for me. Yeah, the colors also help it. And again, the proportions don't look odd. I don't know what's going on with the Okawara art on the other ones. Again, I and I'm normally respectful of Okawara's art. He makes I think it's the legs mostly. The legs look like yeah. they're too small, and the they bazooka really also looks really tiny there. But um, yeah, strange. And yeah, actually, the bazooka does look tiny because if you look at the screen cap of the game, uh, they up the bazooka size in the in the game for sure. Uh, even though it's still clearly the same model of bazooka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, so, interesting. Uh, weird things going on with this design. Um, Oh, you know what? I think this bazooka is used in other MSVR designs, which might be why I didn't realize. Because uh, now that I think about it, because of GBO2, I think this is the one that like, the Space Assault Gym uses. Uh, the Gym Cannon. So, yeah. Anyway. um, But I just don't typically think of it because it's such a newer design for that. Um, mm hmm Anyway, yeah, weird suit. Um, I even in those other colors, though, as you mentioned, its role feels a little odd <laughs> because it's just like 
it, it's the typical Gundam thing of we have improved everything with no drawbacks in a way that always feels a little at odds with machines. And sometimes I don't mind it, but like, you know, like if there's like a time gap, but this doesn't really have a time gap. This is a one year war machine. They're like, yeah, we made the armor better and the mobility is better. <laughs> but and, it, and, and what it does is a thing that often happens with this, but I think it's very dramatic here where by enhancing all of the characteristics, you highlight the fact that it's an ultra-specialized machine that should no longer exist. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, again, it says it can do normal combat, but no. No, it can't. What's it going to do? Okay. Punch them? Here's I mean, I guess do. it would. On the shield that doesn't have the arm, you give it, a like, a gym sniper box saber. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. And, I mean, like, clearly they've improved every part of it. It doesn't have the recoil and stuff. <clears throat> clearly you could just give it a slightly be better generator so we can charge a beam saber <laughs> you know yeah um yeah it's weird unit uh very emblematic of msvr which has a lot of extraneous units compared to like i know some people would argue msv units in general are this but i i appreciate a lot of msv units um msvr is like one of my least favorite of the design series and it's for this reason because Okawara is really stretching the bounds of, like, what a variant should be and can be, and especially because it's more one-year war stuff, it's really, like, noticeable that it's, like, they're stretching for, like, like if, it clearly feels like, you know, MSVR, they're like, hey, we should do another gun cannon, and, and Okawara's like, okay, I'll give you another gun cannon, and this is what he brings them, because there's not a lot you can do with it, it's a gun cannon! Yeah. <laughs> you know, it already has its specialized role. Um, alright. Speaking of other variants of the gun cannon going way, way back, we do also have the RX-77D gun cannon mass production as the other quote-unquote variant of the gun cannon. Um, this is our Izubuchi gun cannon uh, from War in the Pocket. Um, this one's pretty neat. I like this one a lot. So I, 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 I'm a big fan of... Um, it's also, you know, this is, the, this is the classic six bias, right? Where, I mean, I do think the design is great, but also, this thing kicks ass in GBO2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I love this thing when it got introduced. It's great. Um, so, you've got a head that is similar to the gun cannons in terms of what it's doing with, like, the blocking and, like, some of the ideas. But very different in design, because this is Izubuchi. So, the forehead crest has now become, like, basically a full-on, like... It looks like a more like a plate, you know, on the head. Mm -hmm. Like, a big metal plate. Uh, with the Federation emblem in the middle of it, which is interesting. Um, weird place to put it, but go for it. Uh, still has the antennas on the back. You've got the head Vulcans. Uh, on the sides of the head, instead of having, like, the little round parts, he did, like, this weird, like, dipped-in detail. I want to think it's Vernier's. I want to think that it can, like, like roll at the head in space like if it needed to i want to um, i want to think that it's a subwoofer oh just a big subwoofer yeah yeah <laughs> for like for when it needs to drop the base you know and actually similarly to the heavy d that we just talked about uh it does have like that sort of like gridiron like it's not as much of a scuba mask but it does mm -hmm. have like that iron bar like in front of the face um which is interesting uh going on to the torso much like Izubuchi does in a lot of War in the Pocket designs, you have very, like, a, a kind of almost squash torso, it feels like, where you've got, like, mm -hmm. these very small vents. Um, you still have, like, the cutouts that are made for the cannons to land in, even though the cannons are actually telescopic cannons. Um, you can see it from the rear shot. 
uh, they are located in the backpack, which is just, a, you know, a, a distinct backpack for once uh, mm-hmm. on a gun cannon. You've actually got, like, a backpack with, well, I guess the heavies have them, but, um, you know, you've got, like, verniers in all directions, as he does on these in this era of design. Um, and, yeah, the, you can tell, though, the cannons are, like, telescopic and tucked into the backpack. They pop out and then fold down, which, honestly, I think is a cool mechanism. As an armored core player, I, I simply love when you have a cannon that either unfolds or telescopes or anything like that when it pops over the torso. It's good looking. Um, and yeah, um, otherwise, though, it looks very... The idea is very similar, you know. A lot of the differences in design are mostly from Izabuchi, but the actual torso, you know, you've, much like the gun cannon, you've got, like, the slit down the middle of the armor, you've got the vents, you've got the layers on the, like, area that connects to the waist. Uh, the shoulders... You have pauldrons again. I do like these pauldrons a lot, though, because you've got the uh, classic thing. The uh, thing I think of with Izabuchi's designs frequently is these cutouts in the armor. They come up in Pat Labor. They come up with several of his other War in the Pocket designs. He's got, mm. like, shoulder armors. But I guess the idea is, well, we're pr- trying to protect just the joint, though. So we could have cutouts in the armor. That way it doesn't weigh as much, you know? Just yeah. cut some holes in it. And so it's got some holes in the top of the shoulder armor. Um... Also, you've got a a six emblem there. I'm assuming the six and the th. I'm assuming uh, it's that's mine. Probably the team uh, that deploys in the film or in the OVA. Um, oh, you must not. Have, you must. It's, yes, it's, yes, it's, it's yours. Yes, yes, it's yours. It's all your six. Well, it's just interesting because like a lot of the Izubuchi art from War in the Pocket does actually include the emblems on the suit in a way that you usually don't have on the production art. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the shoulder actual, like, the the joint design underneath is similar. You can see it connects more to the torso in, like, the more um, modern-ish way of doing, like, real robot, you know, style, like, that is connected to the torso. But, mm-hmm. like, it's the, the, the idea of the upper shoulder is still the same, though, um, for the joint. You've got elbows um, that are interesting because, like, the shape of them... I think it's to facilitate, like, the arm movement. Like, if it was to rotate the arms so that they were facing outward, it could rotate them up, you know. Um, Because, like, the way the armor is shaped on the arms is a little weird there. An interesting thing is, depending on, like, what art you look at, sometimes they're just... It just has, like, a Gundam-style arm, basically. Like, that you look at the elbow joint, and it's like... Mm -hmm. It's just that style, but sometimes, like, the the original Izabuchi does seem to still have a little bit of that telescoping. Yeah. It's really, it's it's a really odd way of doing it, but I mean, you know, he's drawing off that. He, he wants, he clearly wants to keep, like, the gun cannon features. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, it does still have the big elbow pads, though they, uh, he has solved the problem with them by making them pop out way more. So, if this was theoretically, you know, on all fours or something, it wouldn't, like, clip with the arm. Um, and then, um, moving on to the waist, similar waist style, though the details are way extra. Um, he does finally also, he does finally make it have like, you know, the, the cutouts for the skirts where it's very obviously like a front skirt, though he doesn't give it side skirts. Uh, the front and the rear skirts both have like, if you look at it, like Mm. they have the separation, but they like meet there. So like they could still move up and down if needed with the leg. But they, it's there's just no side skirt, right? It's just a front and a rear skirt, basically. Um, 
There's like a little side piece of the skirt there, but I'm presuming that that's just static, and I don't think that it goes all the way down. So I'm presuming that's just like, you know, for keeping the skirts from like folding weird um, when necessary. Um, also on the front crotch area, you've got this weird tank. Uh, does it have a, does it have a, like a leg there actually? Because I'm looking at the rear shot. Yeah, I think it has an unfolding tripod leg for if it's firing. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, we don't see that get used because the only time we see these in War in the Pocket, it is in the air. I mean, um, this is a, this is a, this is you know classic War in the Pocket Federation variant where some really sick art that shows up for three frames before getting owned by the Comfort. <laughs> yeah, basically. And actually, interestingly enough, looking at the animation frames with it when it's deployed on the colony, it actually doesn't have the tripod there. It doesn't look like, unless that shading there is, but take a look at this. Um, like, this is, like, the one rear shot of we have of it. The thing is, I can't tell if, like, that little part of the leg that's shaded might be the tripod or not. But if it's not, it might not even be drawn with it there, which is kind of funny. It um, kind of looks like it has it, the, the, the shape of that shadow the, the leg. The shape of, like, the shadow, yeah. It does look like it. Weird, though, but again, it gets blown up while it's in the air, and that's the only time we see it deployed is in the air, so it never got a chance to. I never realized they had that, though. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I don't think, because there exists, like, a high grade and stuff. I am betting, though, because of, like, if you look at it, it does look like it's a little weird in shape. I am betting that none of the models actually, like, allow it to do anything with it. Like, I'm sure that they're that it's present on the models, but, oh, that but it doesn't, it doesn't move. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not a gimmick. Yes, yeah. And actually looking at the high grade, yep. Because uh, there's not like a master grade of it. But on the high grade, yeah, it doesn't actually like move. It's just there. That is clearly supposed to be like an unfolding leg, though. Like that is very obviously like a... Like, unless it's just for sitting down on. <laughs> just the cushion to sit down on, clearly. No, but no, it looks like it should be like a tripod leg. For like, you know, I'm presuming it would be like on like like knees instead of being on all fours basically um mm -hmm. like the classic uh pose we're not gonna fit in gbo2 if you crouch if it pops down or something uh now I, i'd have to test that later uh folks editor six here i did take the initiative here i booted up gbo2 i loaded into an ai match with the uh, gun cannon mass production, it was kind of annoying to get the camera to cooperate, but I now can confirm for you that uh, it seems like nothing you do makes that little kickstand go down. Unfortunately, it's just sort of it's just sort of stuck there. Um, bit of a bummer, but the truth had to be told. Back to the episode. Hmm. Um, interesting though. Um. The legs themselves very similar in shape to the original gun cannon legs, other than you've got some no no more uh, little grenade pocket. Like you do have little like uh, decoration like armor bolts uh, on like mm -hmm. the sides of the legs. Um, it does actually have ankle armor though. And, um, the feet though, he does try to keep them pretty similar to the original in terms of like it has like the big circular piece and stuff. Though he does give it heels, uh, which is more you know like a modern robot instead of just flat feet. Mm -hmm. uh which makes sense to me um but yeah this is a cool variant i like the uh, mass production gun cannon they also give it a gym command shield uh yep yep it can wield a gym command shield uh it does use uh either the bullpup machine gun which is you know introduced in war in the pocket which makes sense or 
later things again, drawing off like, ah, uh, you know, 8th MS team gave us all the weapons we need, it can also be shown using the 100mm uh, machine gun. I hate that machine gun design just because it pops up so much. Well, um, it's also part of what makes it such a terror in GBO2 because it is one of the few machines, I think there are only like three in the game, that can dual wield those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, it dual wields them, right. And, and the then, DPS yeah. is just outrageous. Yep. Um, I think it, it actually dual wields them because of uh, um, what's it? Uh, White Dingoes from it. Rise from the Ashes. Uh, yeah, and Rise from the Ashes, it dual wields those, um, and the White Dingo one is the one usually depicted as dual wielding them, but in the game they also made it a standard one able to dual wield them, and it's like, at that point, why not just dual wield those instead of using the bullpup? Um, yeah, it's interesting, though, because, like, it can mount, like, a much more universal set of equipment, uh, like, this, I mean, it goes with being a mass production machine, um, I love the Mm -hmm. way this thing looks, though, I think, like, the shapes work for it. I like the telescoping cannons. Um, it's it, it, it's neat that it keeps like that original color scheme. Uh, the, the thing I also like though is I like the white dingo colors because you know it's more plain. But I think it looks neat seeing like the white on a gun cannon though in that way. Um, just because the gun cannons are so frequently just red. I um, don't disagree with you, but I just love I love the gun cannons colors, so I like the standard version better. Mm-hmm. There's also. Worst of all worlds, even though this is, like, more modern color blocking, there's also the uh, Lita Wolf version, mm. um, which is, like, it has, like, the thing of having, like, the thigh and the upper arm armor, like, doing the corresponding colors and stuff like that. Like, it has more modern color blocking. But here's the thing. The gun cannon usually doesn't have modern color blocking as the thing, right? Like, it's just all red everywhere uh, with a white head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, you know. Um... Yeah, it's it, this is a cool machine though. I think that a mass production gun cannon, just good machine. Um, it doesn't get a good showing in the film, of course, but you know, <laughs> uh, or in the OVAs, but uh, I just want to say film, uh, OVAs, but you know, uh, that happens though. That happens to all the Federation things. Like you, you get the Jim Sniper too, which is supposed to be this badass powerhouse of a machine. And a single Sturmfaust hits the one that they have and blows it up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing I also remember the mass production for doing is it's the one that crashes into the colony. And then when it crashes after like being blown up, it's cannons. I think like the ammo cooks and you watch like two after it crashes, like two things fly away from it um, and then crash <laughs> into more buildings and do more explosions. That's like the thing it's known for for me is the thing that causing the most collateral damage by exploding and hitting the ground woof um yeah um but i mean we're not noting, done yeah worth noting real quick this gets developed into the gym cannon too which we've already covered so yep. you know yep um so uh one of these we already talked about we talked about the prototype gym cannon on the gym episode where it's i think we did right or did we not yes we did yeah we, we did. did okay uh, silly looking machine um we'll just mention that again now there is uh also huh the developed into section here is a little wrong i'm noticing because you know what they don't have there so they have the gun cannon ground type which we will briefly talk about what the fuck's the gun cannon 2 there there is a gun cannon 2 we'll talk about it that's Um, yeah that's a great point i don't know why it's not here why is it not there hold on is it branched off of something else 
I mean, yeah, that's what I'm gonna check. Real oh, quick. it's but branched. Gonna... O- it's branched off of the heavy. I didn't. I don't think I saw it on the heavy page. Oh no, it is. Damn. Uh, I just missed that. I somehow went just straight to the heavy type D. Whatever. We'll we'll talk about the gun cannon too last though, because real quick, gun cannon ground type. Uh, from uh. Round Zero, Rise from the Ashes. So this is uh, a manga adaptation of Rise from the Ashes. Um, I'm looking at this design. It doesn't really change very much, does it? Um, no, like, no. The chest is more... Okay, they have given the gun cannon a uh, Gundam ground type chest is the main difference. Like, the, the torso is the Gundam ground type one where you've got, like, the downward facing vents. You've got, like, the big blockier pieces. The arms are pretty similar they've they've also squared the armor i should say i guess mm-hmm. but like the head is the gun cannon head the waist is the gun cannon waist uh the legs are mostly the gun cannon legs though they did add some like little bolts to the knee armor um which they tend to do with like you know like the ground like the ground gundam and stuff but mm-hmm. this is basically just a boxier gun cannon um but check this out mm-hmm. they fixed it what did they fix? dagger oh it's it does have a heat weapon. dagger yeah, it does have a heat dagger. All right, fire nut grenade. Right, that's the name of the grenade that uh, the uh, gun cannon has. It. I was, I was like, I know it has a dumb name because it comes up in like some of the games when you use it. Yeah, fire nut grenade. Um. Anyway, though, yes. Yeah, so it has a ha- it has a folding uh combat knife. Uh. So at least it has something. It can it can stab someone that gets close. Um. Otherwise, it you know uses a lot of the standard uh machine like you know. Machine gun, uh, the shield, etc. Um, oh, I can see the, uh, if you look at the, did you see the actual art of the knife? No. Uh, here, uh, it's below on the page, but, uh, here's Oh, that's like, so cute! It's just, like, a weird little, it's a, like, it's, it's a got, box like, a weird cutter. little foldy, yeah. <laughs> nice. um, um, I, I will take a moment real quick, just, just, uh, podcasting business to shout out the fact, um, if you'll notice... A lot of these machines, when they do like the ground type, like G in the model number, they do these weird fucking brackets that take up extra space. I mm-hmm. never do that. I'm sorry if that's technically inaccurate. I just find it obnoxious. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know why the ground types. It's always specifically the ground types that like really yeah. focus on that. Um, yeah. But. Finally, we reach the end of our gun cannon journey as we talk about the RX-77 for Gun Cannon 2, a machine that is actually pretty different. Um, mm-hmm. So, the Gun Cannon 2, uh, this is a weird machine. Um, the head is finally changed. Uh, so instead of having the layered helmet, this one just has a singular head. Uh, you know, there's not, like, not an inset face. Uh, the head is black, you've got head Vulcans, you do have the antenna, and you do have, like, the forehead piece, but you don't have, like, an inset face, basically. So the head's, like, fully armored. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have, like, a little mouthpiece that is, like, green, and then, uh, you've got an orange visor. Uh, the head is also funny-looking, because if you look at the torso, it basically, like, goes flush with the collar on the torso, in such a way that it looks like it's, like, you know, got, like, a heavy coat pulled up over it, which I think is kind of fun. It's interesting because um, looking at it in games, like in GBO2, it really doesn't have that effect. But looking at like Okawara art, uh, he definitely intended for that. Like, you know, the GBO2 render, you kind of maybe see it doing it if you pop the head down, but it's a lot more of a standard mobile suit head. Mm-hmm. Whereas like here, it's like, ah, 
I am hiding in my like I'm hiding I'm tucked my neck into my coat. <laughs> which I think is kind of fun. Um yeah. The torso is this is similar to the gun cannon heavy. You've got like, you know, the extended like cockpit, you've got the vents. But um the thing that has really changed is the cannons, which are still connected kinda maybe to the backpack. It's hard to see on the art. They might actually not be in the backpack on the art. Hard to tell with this design. Um, especially because looking at later things, I'm pretty sure like video games still put it in the backpack because that's just how we do things now, you know. We have standards um, here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the cannon, though, on the Gun Cannon 2 is a big beam cannon, actually, uh, that also has a... Uh, the, the other side is actually just sensors. You got beam cannon on one side and a bunch of, like, sensors on the other side, uh, which I think is cool. Um, the shoulders, again, from the Heavy D, you've got, like, the little pauldrons. You've got the more square uh, armor going on, so that's, like, the same. Mm -hmm. Um... Though when you hit the waist, uh, the waist is just entirely new. This is uh, the most simple waist we've seen on one of these. Um, it, do it does have the, s the grenades on the side, like the little grenade dispenser pack. Um, but this has a very simple, like, skirt, the, like, uh, waist setup. Mm -hmm. um, legs are somewhat similar to the heavy customs legs. But, um... You've got extra armor, like, around the ankle area. You've got, on the sides of the legs, I'm trying to see what those are. Those, I guess those would just be propellant tanks, actually, probably. Because um, they don't correspond to, like, any of its uh, other, you know, its weapons or anything. So, I'm presuming those little tanks on the sides of the legs are probably just extra propellant. Um, and then, the feet are the gun cannon feet. Um, this machine is cool, I think, actually. I kind of like it. I'm kind of torn on it, because it doesn't really feel like that much of an upgrade. That's fair. So basically what this is, is this is a fancy gun cannon that <clears throat> um, decides to use a beam cannon instead. Um, apparently the reason why is uh, it actually, at this point in the war, is easier to produce, like, just a single beam cannon instead of doing the double, you know, the mm. double cannon with, like, an ammo feed and stuff. Um... And also, uh, so it has the targeting system uh, on the one side of the shoulder, so the beam cannon is pretty good with that. Um, it actually also would have reduced the weight because now it doesn't have to carry all the extra cannon ammo. Uh, That's true. That's true. And now, and and it has, still has that fancy backpack that they gave to like the uh, gun cannon heavy custom and the heavy D. So still has like the big boostery backpack, but now it doesn't have to carry all this extra ammo. Yeah, I um, guess that's fair. So this one actually feels like you could have enhanced the armor and the mobility because see it does change something like that's that's what I'm talking about with like the variants needing to change a thing, mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, the other thing that's kind of neat it does mention that the uh, that the beam cannon is capable of continuous fire, so it's not like a you know like just like a big beam cannon where it fires at once and then can't. Though interestingly enough, if I'm remembering right in GBO two, it's one of those. Uh, you sit there and charge this, and then uh, it does a big damage beam instead of a rapid-fire beam, which is kind of funny. But, hmm. you know, sometimes you need to sacrifice things in terms of, like, a role in a game. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, it basically uh, has improved um, thrust in space, though also the reduced weight allows it to do more jumps. So, it's actually a pretty mobile, like, for, you know, being, like, an artillery suit, basically. Um, hmm. 
It also is... It can use either the gun cannon sniping rifle or, again, in a lot of games, uh, let's give it the 100mm Federation, you know, machine gun. Um, sure. Still no melee weapon, but... I mean, I guess if it has higher mobility, though, you don't have to worry about melee. You can just hide, like, jump I mean, away from the opponent. No, other people have higher mobility, too. Tech no. just keeps going. <laughs> Shush. Shush you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, I, I think, I don't know. I think this is a neat machine. I also like the colors, though. Like, the black and the lime green is a really odd color scheme. I'm actually a little sad that GBO2 makes it more of, like, a forest green. I think they should have just leaned in on making it, like, the weird lime green. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you can paint it in-game. But, yeah. Um, one thing that GBO2 does, as well as several other versions of this, like in uh, Guren's Ambition uh, slash Guren's Greed and such, um, I do like when the beam cannon is drawn a bit, like, beefier. Mm. Um... Though this could just be because the original one is in original MSV art. Um, I think the cannon looks kind of small there. Sure. Um, and it kind of gets bigged in a lot of things. I guess, to be fair, looking at the one Okawara art, it looks a little big there, too, in the later MSV illustration. But um, I don't know. It looks like a... I don't know. In the original art, uh, it, look, it looks kind of like it just has like a beam rifle on the shoulder. And I'm like, well, if you're going to put a beam cannon there, you can make it a little bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. Not as dinky as the Gelgu can- uh, cannon's beam rifle shoulder but um still um yeah i i don't know i think this machine is neat in idea um i i get being torn on it and, and at this point because you have gutted the cannons and it just has like a beam cannon it doesn't really it feels more like a standard mobile suit like it doesn't feel as special i think mm-hmm. but i don't know i think it's all right it's all right it's all right um, no variations from here, though. This is the dead end of the gun cannon line. There would be future machines that kind of reference the gun cannon, but aren't, like, they don't have a direct lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we ever talk about the Methus, we could talk about our good friend, the gun cannon detector. We did talk um, about the Methus. Oh, wait, we did. Dang. A long time ago. Yeah, and the gun cannon detector. <laughs> okay. Sorry, look, we've done so many episodes in such a short period, it is hard to remember what we have and haven't done. Apparently, someone's not having trouble doing it. Well, okay, it's harder for me. The, the problem is I just... Uh, the problem is what I do on the show is what I just do with people all the time, which sure. is talk robots. I talk all robots with everyone all the time, so... That's fair. The problem fair. is, you know, it's for a podcast, but this is just what I do. It's why I enjoy doing the show so much. This is just like having a good time with friends. Which, I mean, that's what a podcast should be, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but we have reached the end of the gun cannon line, so... But we have... Something we missed from last time. What did we miss from last time? From last episode about the Zacrello, we missed the Gethrello. Yeah, I guess we have to make sure we talk about this. I remember someone point. uh, Was it Monophonic pointed it out, I believe? Uh, Let me scroll back up and check. I'll have to check the chat. Uh, Um, No, it was was, uh, Seventh. Seventh pointed this out, right, okay. Um, I mean, okay. Ah, Crossbone Gundam Dust. This is two machines. This is, The Gothrello, for those who don't know, is a Zacrello and a Gapflay mixed together. Um, it's... Cool. Uh, 
So, in the gap play mode, in the mobile suit mode, it's got chainsaw arms, and it's got blades on the legs. Uh, then, I'm... Hmm. Okay, I see how... I'm looking at the transformation, and I kind of see the idea for how this works. Though the way they draw it in the uh, mobile armor mode still doesn't actually make sense. Um, so, you can see like how it has like the, the heat claws on the legs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is supposed to go with like the whole gap play, like how the legs split and it has like the little claws pop forward. But if you look at them like the way it's drawn in the art, they still connect into the shoulders? Question mark. Um, weird drawing of them there. But yeah, no, this is a gap play that instead of turning into a big bug, turns into a big Zaccarello, and it also has chainsaw hands inexplicably. It looks cool. Uh, I mean, I, I get that it doesn't make any sense as a thing to Okay, do, it's alright. It's alright. I'll give it that. It's alright. It's I, I, I just don't like a lot of the dust designs. I do like the sure. ways in which it tries to adapt, like, this transformation. Because, like, you know, normally on the gap play, you have the backpack piece that folds over the head, like, you know, flips around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that They did that to have the face, you know, and then... Like, like they did a good job of, like, making, like, the ideas work with what they want to do. But, yeah. I'm curious if this has any beam weapons, because it looks like it just has the claws and two heat... Like, I'm assuming heat chainsaws is what my guess would be. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot is... of... We don't have a lot of data um, on yeah. this thing, unfortunately. Crossbone Gundam Dust, uh, not a lot of people care about it. <laughs> um, with, you know, depending on what suit you're looking at, with good reason... Um, this one's one of the better ones of mixing suits, I, I will admit. I will admit that. Um, but yeah, just to make up for last time, uh, this is, yeah, uh, technically a Zaccarello, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasegawa doing weird stuff as he is wont to do. I I guess uh, the idea of a Zaccarello that, like, or a sort of Zaccarello-looking machine that charges you and instead of hitting you with its, like, little heat claws, pops a fucking chainsaw out of the side is pretty funny to me, but, um, what a weird suit. Yeah, that's strange. You're not wrong. Even among Zaccarello-related suits, what a weird suit. With that business concluded, now I believe it is time for, uh, Mm-hmm. Where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at 6detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can also find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. What about you, Dylan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lowpolyrobot. All right. And uh, we try and, you know, I'm not saying we never swear around here. We do a little, but we try and keep it fam- family friendly, you know, because uh, as podcasters, we never know when we, when we may end up at the Vatican. Peace. Amuro, Amuro, Furimukanai, Uchuno, Kanatani, Kagayaku, Hoshiwa, Amuro, Omaeno, Mareta, Furusato, Da. Oboe
Hey, yeah.